Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 171. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan today. We're going to continue the arc of Level Up Yours by talking about an underappreciated goblin general. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to continue on with stories of how our people out in CCO Nation have leveled up their games by talking about their decks. We're going to give away some, we're going to talk about how we're going to give away some super cool stuff. We're going to talk about what we're going to do on YouTube later today. And before we do any of that, we're going to thank our official sponsors, face2facegames.com, the Canada's biggest magic store. Yes, very much so. Leaders in the industry, first store that I saw to put out any publications on precautionary measures to take for public health and safety. Don't touch your butt and then touch your face. Yeah, don't touch your face in general if you're out in public. Here's the throwback to the pre-show. I forgot to mention, I talked about uh, religious fanatics and conspiracy theorists that have been calling into the show. We also had somebody that was concerned that if she sat in a chair, (laughs) that somebody who might have coronavirus had sat in. She was worried that it would go from the seat of her pants to her face, and she asked this to a, a an actual like viral microbiologist who we had on the radio who was taking questions, and he said, well, as long as you don't touch your butt and then touch your face, you'll be fine. Oh, that's where the comment comes from. And it blows my mind that- We have to tell people that? You have to, we, I mean, pro tip from your boys at CCO Podcast- just don't touch your butt and then touch your face at the best of times because you're going to get your butt on your face. And if you're really ugly but have a nice ass, you might get some ugly on your butt. Yeah. And you don't want that. Yeah. Nobody wants that. No. Yeah. It's, so pro tip, don't just touch your butt and then touch your face. It's unsanitary all the time, not just in times like these. Yeah, that's right. You know what? Speaking of times like this, we are going to do a whole thing on it, but we, we, we actually flipped our episodes around this week and next week. We switched them, right? Yep. So we're doing a deck this week, and then we are going to wrap up the arc of Level Up Yours next week with some kind of personal touches that you and I want to put on the arc. And no list next week, spoiler, because yep. we're going to do the giveaways for our mystery boosters. And I was having fun giving hints. We can still give hints. You know what? I, I think I said on Twitter that we're still going to give hints as to what the commander of the week is going to be, but maybe it just won't be tied to a giveaway and we'll do something else for next giveaway to keep it switched up. Because these are fun. I like doing this. I got one for next giveaway. If you're not infected with coronavirus because you stayed home when you were sick, you washed your hands, you practiced good hygiene when you're out in public, you didn't go and buy 9,000 rolls of toilet paper, soup, or pasta you're entered for the next Get Deck giveaway. Oh, hell yeah. That's 100% a thing. It's everyone's responsibility, not the government's, not the health authorities. No, it's everybody's responsibility to make sure that we are all staying clean and doing our part to not spread germs on our butts or otherwise. Yeah, mostly on our butts, though, because butt germs are typically probably the worst. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's butt germs that give you COVID-19. <laughs> that's, we don't know. That's like the, the butt germs usually give you pink eye. <laughs> Maybe somebody was eating butts and they got coronavirus. We don't know. Don't Google that? Yeah, do not Google that. No. No, 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 no. 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 So underappreciated goblin commander. Underappreciated goblin commander. Actually, it wasn't until today, about, I'm going to call it 15 minutes ago, that I realized how underappreciated this guy was based on the number of decks he has on EDH Rec. Yeah, give him a read. 
We're doing Ib Halfheart, Goblin Tactician. He's a 3-2 Goblin Advisor for Red 3. Whenever a gob another Goblin you control becomes blocked, you sack it. If you do, it deals 4 damage to each creature blocking it. He also has Sacrifice 2 Mountains, and you get 2-1-1 one, one Red Goblin Bros. That's it. So there's kind of two things there. Break down those two abilities. Whenever... Something, something, and the sacrifice two mountain ones. Well, the sacrifice two mountains that you trade your land for resources, a.k.a. goblins. And I think traditional Ib Half-Art decks go down that route, They correct? go, They go down the, the red kind of control, which typically will include some land destruction, in which case, when you're going to destroy all of your land, you just sack it to make dudes. So you come out of the obliterate in better shape okay and then the other ability is the one that we're sort of looking at today with some of the includes because some of your i mean goblins are small so when they attack they usually die on the block but if they're gonna sack and deal four to something one your opponent's creatures with lifelink don't mean shit your creature's first strike doesn't mean anything anymore and if they're bigger than your one one or your two two maybe they're not big enough to take four so we can still use it sort of as a control deck, but we're even going one step deeper in the nation today. Of course we are. Because this is kind of a, a combo deck, too. It's kind of a, I don't want to say a dirty, stinking storm deck, but it's a it's a deck that plays cards. Of course, submitted by friend of the show, Patreon supporter, Discord member, Jay. I think he goes by Goblin Machinist in most places. That's good actually name. That's him. That's a good name. Yeah, for sure. It's a good name. And if anybody wants to submit a deck, of course, commandercookout at gmail.com. Or if you would like our other patron and Discord members to comment on it or for us to prefer that deck over and above other submissions, of course, the preferred deck list benefit is part of the Patreon package that you get at a certain level. So head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Yes. All the, all the lists we get, they all go into a, not a pile, because that sounds like we just throw them in the corner, but they all go into a file, which rhymes with pile. And we do look at them, we do read them, we do put them into something so that we can use them at a later date because we really do enjoy getting them. Yeah, for sure. And we actually got a whole bunch of decks for the arc of Level Up Yours that we're flipping and using in next week's, next month's. Next month's. Next month's arc because we really liked it. We liked the idea. We're, I, we've hinted at the next arc before. We have. Yeah, where it's a not pay to play. And that is not only a level up, but also a great way to to get into magic, further your magic experience, because you don't need to spend thousands of dollars to make a deck. You're goddamn right you don't, and we're going to prove it to you. That's it. So, before we get to the deck, we've read the command, we've talked a little bit about it, let's talk about some other stuff that isn't the deck. We've got a couple patron shoutouts. Uh-oh. Funny nicknames, that is. Okay. People that want these. I don't know why. I don't know why, but they specifically told us. I said on the pre-show that... I think that one of our patrons actually said to destroy me. And since the pre-show, I haven't checked if that was actually a real email that I got, but... Hey, man. Hallucinations count in the nation. Oh, I like that. Yep. Hallucin hallucinations in the nation. Yep. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, first patron increased their pledge specifically for a nickname. Jesus. Darlene. Darlene. I don't think that's the name in the song. Are you sure? I don't... Is it a Miley Cyrus song? I, hmm. See, now that you're saying that, I'm I'm even less sure. I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm less sure and more sure at the same time. Darlene, Darlene. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I could just be saying the wrong word. But I think we should go with something like Darlene. Like a pirate thing? Because what does she lean on? Oh, yeah, Darlene. Darlene. Darlene Darlene. leans on her peg leg. She's leaning lazily to the left. She's a pirate penguin. How about Darlene? Darlene pirate princess. Or Darlene pirate penguin. That also works. Both are alliteration. Could could Darlene be the, the princess of CCO Nation? Maybe. We've got a deech, a douche. We've got a... A pope? A king? A, a president? Pope, a king and president. Is Darlene <laughs> the princess of the nation? The pirate princess? Who could say? All right. Well, I like all of that. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. So pick whatever you like and make pick sure you Pick whatever you like, pirate club. princess. <laughs> Alliteration is my favorite thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Other shout out. This is a returning patron who already has a nickname, and it's one of my favorites of all time. It was a good one. Anthony fucking Givener. <laughs> Anthony Given, he is back. He is ready to become a patron. Welcome back to the nation. We very much appreciate the support. Everybody makes it all possible. All of the listeners out there that do give us the download numbers and let us hold the sponsorships and all that jazz, we do appreciate everybody in the nation. And we do sincerely hope that any of the Magic Fest that we have planned don't get canceled. Agreed, because we want to hang out with you guys. And Jam Magic. Yes. And or... Drink beer. Yeah, I was... Yeah. We all know what this is. We we <laughs> knew what this was. Yeah. We know why we play Magic and started the show. We, we could meet new people and drink beer with them. That's it. So, speaking of drinking beer, we've drink we've drinked beer with Jay, creator of this deck before. And he kind of looks like Abe Halfhart, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, he he knew that we were doing it, so if he guesses Ib on the pre, uh, like the pre-show hint, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> he knew that we were doing it, so it doesn't count. But for everybody else who guessed Ib, you're entered in to win a couple mystery booster packs that that we have. Yeah, we've bought the boxes. They're they're good to go. We're gonna we're gonna prove to people that they're uh, they're good by or, opening or, some of them on YouTube or bad. No, they're good. They're gonna be good. The ones that we open are bad. We're no, just getting the bad ones out of the way. I opened a good one. I got. I got cards that I can paint and, and and auction off on the Facebook page. Every Thursday? That's it. I got a Belby's Portal, an Animar. My $6 pack turned into like 20 bucks. I got a Foil Norns Annex and a bunch of trash. You got a Crew Fix. The card's got some value. Oh, yeah, I did open a Crew Fix. Yeah, didn't I? That's good. I forgot all about that one. Yeah. Oh, Alex got wrecked. Foil Reaper King? From oh, yeah. from Shadowmore, oh, yeah. sixty bucks. No, you know, you no. know, you know what the mystery booster one is? <laughs> Six. <laughs> that's that's a ten divided by multiplier. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what that little planeswalker symbol in the bottom corner can mean for the value of your card. Hey, yeah, that's uh, that's. Oh my god, and that's why they do it, right? That's why they did it. Yeah, to to make sure that collectors are being looked after, yeah. which I'm fine with. Yeah, because you know that secondary marketplace, they would never. They would never acknowledge that. Oh, yeah, and they would never yeah. do anything to jeopardize it or affect yeah, it. or. of course not. So we've got this deck. Jay tells me it is a storm deck. He is leaning into the deals damage to your guys on block ability with stuff like repercussion. And then, of course, he's playing things like Blasphemous Act. If you're running pre- repercussion, that is a kill combo in most cases. Most of the time. So we've got some custom categories. I want to start off, though, with 34 land. If you're running 34 land, you might be a goblin deck. Yes. And if you're not a goblin deck and you're running 34 land, cut something and add more land. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have a couple decks that have 
that many land or less just because I just want to push the boundary so hard and see if it works. <laughs> the decks are not very good, people. <laughs> so Arch of Araska, Buried Ruin, Castle Embereth. Yep. Forgotten Cave, 28 Mountain, Myriad Landscape, and Tech Edge. Myriad Landscape seems a little bit slow. It comes into play tapped, right? It sure does. And the lands that it gets come into play tapped as well. I really like Myriad Landscape a whole lot. I, I really do, but it is pretty slow, especially when you're not running very many land. Yeah, that that could be a mountain or it could be a dwarven mine, which gives you a dwarf, I know, but it's another creature and that is going to be important in in the in the deck. Could be a goblin, what is it, goblin warrens? Makes all your goblins bigger? Could be a, is that a land? I think so. Goblin burrows, you're thinking. Yeah, but it only makes one goblin bigger. So yeah, fuck it, make it a mountain. Oh, well, no, that's a fine card. It's good, but yeah. make it a mountain. Does Myriad Landscape give you a colorless? Yes. You can tap it for land or mana as well. Yeah, so if you were not super high on fetching because it's slow and you might not want to be slow, you could play a Goblin Burrows. I'm, you know what? I'm attacking this a little bit like, like my Zata deck where it's just built for raw speed, and I think I'm looking at it wrong. I think that you have Goblins for blockers and chumping to keep yourself alive till you have enough mana. I think that's how you would want to play this deck, right? Yeah, it's not built to... It's built for speed a little bit because goblins are built to do things quickly, but it's not meant to win on turn 2-3 like Zada would be. Yeah, man. Land speed record. <laughs> so let's... Uh, what? What? You picked the custom category. We went over the lands, 34. I think it's fine. That myriad landscape could be a mountain. Maybe there's a couple other cuts to add a couple more mountains if you feel so inclined. But the average CMC before we get to the category... 2.97. Must be a goblin deck. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's just start with the dudes in charge, if you will. <laughs> Randall leaned all the way back. <laughs> I leaned all the way back in the chair. That's the custom category. These are going to be how you make your dudes. And charge in, that and, is. And charge in and beat face. And if you're not beating face, then all your dudes are going to blow up and beat face next turn. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny when you break these down, you divide the mana cost by how many bodies you get. Some of these are actually pretty efficient, like one yeah. for one. One mana equals one thing. It's almost like goblins are real good that way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's start with Beetleback Chief. This is a 2-2 two, two for four goblin, of course. Enters the battlefield, gives you two more 1-1 one, one goblin tokens. Pretty so three or four mana to get three guys. Three Fun. dudes and four power of dudes. Yes. Yeah, so that's... yeah, I think that's important. I Again, I'm looking at number of bodies. That's how my brain is conditioned to think with with goblins. But when we're looking at power, you're at a one-to-one mana-to-power ratio. That's good. And we're going to keep that up with dragon fodder? Oh, that is dragon fodder. I didn't recognize that exact art. Yeah, that's a messed up art. I don't like it. That's the cons block art. Anyways, two mana sorcery gives you two goblins. One for one, power, one for one, bodies... Yeah, that's good. This one doesn't uh, give you goblins, but it does have goblins on it in uh, Fervor. That just gives all creatures haste for three mana. It's an enchantment. Your creatures haste. Yes. That's Sorry. important. Yes, our creatures. I'm uh, thinking of mass hysteria. Yes. One mana, all creatures get haste. You want to, you want to like change how a game works? Oh. Mass hysteria. If you ever want to see how fast you can get your own head kicked to the moon, <laughs> windmill slam a concordant crossroads on turn one. I've done it. Oh. I mass hysteria round one of the commander championship in Vegas 2018. Round one, turn one. Mountain, mass hysteria, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that 
game. It was like, fuck, we went to turns. <laughs> Our next up, speaking of haste, we have Goblin Chieftain. That is 2-2. Two, two. Other goblins you control get plus one, plus one, and have haste, and it has haste for three mana. Pretty good. Yes. Uh, we got a Goblin Rally. That gives you four one ones for five mana on a sorcery. So you're paying five and spending a card, but you're getting four whole bodies out of that. It's, it's very good. Uh, Goblin War Party. That gives you three bodies for four mana on a sorcery, or you could choose creatures you control, get plus one, plus one, and gain haste until end of turn, and also it has entwine for three. So for seven, you could hypothetically get three goblins and give them plus one, plus one, and give them haste. Yes. Plus whatever else you have in play. That's a pretty good card. Th this is a good one, and people who aren't trying to make CEDH Zata a thing, again, I'm just conditioned to think this way, this is actually good with your past in flames because you can flash it back. It's better than Beetleback Chief and or better than Siege Gang Commander. I said it because you can flash it back and you can entwine with it to, or when you flash it back, you could like use the other mode and pump yeah. your whole team. Like this is a good one in Zata. It's a secret sleeper, I think. It's a good card. Uh, we got uh, Goblin Warchief. That makes your other goblins ch cheaper by one. It's a 2-2 two, two for three, and it gives your goblins haste. I don't know if Jay put the additions of the cards that he's playing, but he needs to not play this art of Goblin Warchief, if that's, that's what's in his deck. That's the Dominarian one. That's probably is, just the most recent one. It is so ugly. <laughs> it is so ugly. Next <sighs> up. Hordling Outburst. That is three bodies for three mana on a sorcery. Of course, all goblins. Cranko's Command. Just like Dragon Fodder, two mana, two bodies. Legion Warboss. Oh, I always have to read this one. This is a 2-2 two, two for three with Mentor. So whenever a creature attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on target attacking creature with lower power. Whenever it attacks, you make a guy bigger. I, Mentor's a stupid ability. Yeah, it was like the... It was like the Boros limited mechanic, right? Yes. Anyways, it does more stuff. It pumps your guys if you can get in with them chip-ins, which is, I think, a mini level up. We've got an opportunity right there to not just make the joke, get in for the chip-ins, but as commander players, we've been conditioned to think, oh, I don't want to make an enemy, right? For a long time, there was a lot of people promoting the the notion that, oh, I, I don't want to attack somebody on turn two with my 1-1 one -one because that'll make an enemy. If you're going to make an enemy for hitting somebody for three or one, you are playing with some thin-skinned individuals and they deserve it because they got to toughen up. Yeah, and it's not cute to say, oh, you attacked me for one, so now we're enemies forever. Like, no, that's not cute. That's like when we're talking about how to play sound magic, we're still having fun because we're playing decks like this, but when we talk about sound magic, getting them chip-ins at splash damage is like on turn 11, oh, fuck, I got you to three, really? When a couple... Legion War Boss attacks early in the game. Two hours ago, they would have been dead. Yep. Had you been, had you what's, been in What's there? the other thing it does? Give it a read. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create a 1-1 one, one red goblin creature token. That token gains haste until end of turn, and it has to attack. So it gives us a dude every turn that has to attack. So it's it's literally telling you what to do. Yes. <laughs> so my whole monologue is just like, yeah. just read Legion War Boss and comply. Yes, just do what the card says. Uh, and the last creature in the category, we have a Gangbang Commander. You don't Google that. Do not. You could Google Siege Gang Commander, the real name of the card, 2-2 two, two for 5. Enters the battlefield, gives you three 1-1 one, one bodies. You can pay 2, sack a goblin, to deal 2 to something. He's good. He is a good goblin card. Mm -hmm. Yep, you would print Siege Gang into standard today, and people would play it because it's good. Every time. All right, so now we know how to make goblins. 
Let's see what we do with them in some goblin bombs, if you will. Ooh, I wonder if he's playing goblin grenade. We'll have to read the, the cards in the category and see. All right, we're playing uh, Battle Hymn and Brightstone Ritual. Those are both instants. Battle Hymn, of course, for two mana. Brightstone for one. That's, say, get a red mana for each, essentially, each creature you control. Yeah, Brightstone Ritual is specifically goblins, and it's goblins in play. So if your opponents have some too, but... Yeah, we don't... Yeah. yeah. Don't count on you that. You cast it when you have, like, ten goblins, and you turn one or two mana into ten mana. Very good. Yeah. We have an Empty the Warrens. That gives you two goblins at sorcery speed for four mana, which sounds like a bad deal. It sounds but terrible, especially based on what we've already talked about. Yeah, how, how efficient some of these spells are. The thing is, it's got Storm, so when you cast this spell, you copy it for each spell cast before it this so turn. Good. That is a good card. It's also why Whirlwind Denial is good. Oh, we're, yeah. we're talking about that on Twitter. Here's another example of when Whirlwind Denial is just a good card. Oh, yeah, I forgot about it It shutting down Storm. Yep. So whoever that was, sorry, I don't remember who it was that was asking about that, but it does shut down Storm. Yes. It's good stuff. We have a... I don't like this card very much. It's Goblin Offensive. Well, remember, if you can make 40 mana, this card turns into... Mm. This card, the more you put into it, the closer it gets to one body for one mana when you have a ton. So it's red, red, one, and then X. So if, if X equals one, you spent four mana to get X, one, one, red goblins. But the more mana you can pump into it, the closer you're going to get to that one-to-one goblin range. I smell what you're stepping in on that one for sure, but I just, I don't know. I think if you're going to make 40 mana, do other 40 mana stuff. I love doing 40 mana stuff. Like win with a comet storm. That is a Barry Brando thing to do. Yeah. A little bit off theme for this deck if you're trying to do the goblin thing. You know, I'm talking to Jay about this deck last night at EDH&M, and he's saying, I want to make it as fun and as goblin-y as possible. What is more goblin-y? What is more goblin-y? Than counterspelling somebody's big thing, big threat, big turn by counterspelling them, by killing them. That is a very Brando way to play. I don't know if it's very goblin-y compared to goblin offensive. It's even in the name. I'm a goblin and I'm offensive. <laughs> you are those things. <laughs> you do walk like a goblin and say some bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You now. know what? You know, I was I was saying Jay Jay had told me he wants to push the deck as far as he can without going infinite. And I think one of the, his level ups for this deck was playing on hard mode. And if you can make forty mana and are going to do forty mana things. He said going infinite or comet storming and killing everybody at once is a little bit the easy way. And I do appreciate when somebody wants to avoid just doing the insta win, insta kill type thing because they want to continue doing whatever fun thing their deck does. I guess. <laughs> Unless you're going to use your 40 mana to play a, oh, I, I don't know, like a, I don't know, a blasphemous act and a repercussion. Yeah, you'd only need like four mana to do that under normal circumstances. Yeah, I I know, right? It's <laughs> it's weird that. Hey, game's got to end. You say it all yeah, the time, right? I know. Let's keep moving on here. Kindred Charge. That is six mana sorcery. Choose a creature type. Uh, we'd probably choose Goblin in this case. Most likely. For each creature you control of the chosen type, create a token that's a copy of that type, and those tokens gain haste and you sack them at the end of turn. Very the, cool. Yeah, the thing is that most of our creature cards bring in other goblin tokens when you 
cast them. Siege Gang Commander or Beetleback Chief. Yeah, so when you have a bunch of those in play and you make tokens of them, you're actually not just doubling, you're in some cases, you know, tripling or quadrupling your number of goblins. Very good. Yeah, that's a cool one. Six mana's lots, but w- we were just talking about doing 40 mana stuff, so. Yeah. I think we'll, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll we'll let that pass. We got a Cranko Mob Boss. That's a good guy to give haste. Very good guy to give haste. Tap them, get goblins equal to the number of goblins you control. That doubles. Then quadruples, then... Um, is, qu- it, uh, is, is that exponential? Is that what that, that is? That is exponential. Every, exponential growth? Yeah. Very cool. Uh, we have Past in Flames. That is a goblin bomb category card? Of course it is. Y- yes, that gives all of your instants and sorceries in your graveyard flashback equal to their mana cost and news flash. It has flashback. <laughs> so even if you mill it, or even if you use it for value the first time, you can then mm. cast it fucking again. So if you have 40 mana off your Brightstone Ritual, then you have 80 mana off of your flashback Brightstone Brightstone Ritual, you can just play the Past in Flames again to get another spell so you can storm further with your Empty the Wards. Yes. Yeah. I think that I have cast Past in Flames twice in the same turn just to get a storm count. I have 100% done that as well. <laughs> 100% I have done that as well. It wasn't necessarily for storm, but it was like my 10th spell. So it was like, oh, I'll gain 10 and then I'll cast it for my graveyard to gain 11 with an Aether Flux. And everybody knew this one was coming. We're playing it Underworld Breach. Very much so. And Jay and I got into a discussion on Past in Flames or Underworld Breach. Which one's better? Of course, Breach lets you cast things over and over again at the cost of three cards in your graveyard. If you've got a bunch in your graveyard and you can battle him or Brightstone Ritual three or four times, definitely Underworld Breach is better. But Past in Flames gives you the option to play it for value early or have it get milled. And, of course, Underworld Breach, after you battle him four times, you can then cast, you know, your Beetleback Chief or your Siege Gang out of your graveyard as well. It's pretty good. Yeah, man. Also, with, uh, with Ib Halfheart in the in the late game, you can sack your mountains to fill up your graveyard oh, and provide bodies to fuel the, the bright flimmers. Man, yeah. So it's, it's very good. Do I have ways to sacrifice my mountains in Zada? Do you play Ib Halfheart? I don't. Well. I do have several lands in the deck, though, that do sacrifice to give me two mana. So I do have ways to get extra, and fetch lands to give me extra ways to have cards in the graveyard for Underworld Breach. Can't hurt. It's good stuff. Yeah, and yeah. with its banning in Legacy, it's it's the foils of Underworld Breach were starting to get expensive because Legacy and Modern were both playing it. Now only Modern's playing it because Newsflash, CCO, the boys, we called it. Yep. Yeah. You know what else we called? You weren't even at the bar after EDHM couple or last week when oh, I no. said I said Fetchlands will see a reprint in a secret layer prior to our return to Zendikar. I, I called it. Aiden was there. He can vouch. And also Justin was there. He can vouch. I put it on Twitter. Then they won't be foil. So I called that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I said they were going to be white bordered also, and they were probably like found on the the floor, but. Yeah, Why would they be whiteboard? Because they want the shittiest possible ones you can possibly have. They actually made nice ones, but, you know. It's fine. Yeah. The point is, we called it. We did call it. Also, I think that you should uh, convince Jay to turn this into underwear breach and have it be like a goblin's butt with a pair of holy tidy whiteies on it. Oh, That would be man. so funny. That is Do an not Google that. <laughs> Do not Google underwear breach. No. That seems like a very... Uh, it, We've got an opportunity here Ooh. to take the higher road. 
That doesn't sound like us. No, but in this circumstance, I don't think either is the higher road when we're talking about like a goblin's butt crack being out on the card. Goblin butt crack. I yes. like it. Should we go on to the, the draw tutor section? Yeah, because this is kind of how we're going to f- make the deck kind of tick and be consistent, right? Yes. And some people say mono red. It's not very consistent. It doesn't have a lot of draw. It doesn't have a lot of stuff. Well, maybe it has more than you think. I definitely, this this draw tutor category has 13 cards in it. I think we're going to be just fine. I think we'll be okay. We're going to start with an endless atlas. Two tap draw card. Activate this ability only if you control three lands with the same name. You could paint a huge fat guy on it and call it endless ass. I'm just full of them today. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh. Oh, and endless the, ass. The, also, don't Google that. The colors on the card kind of look like soiled underpants too. Like it's, it's I, ripe. I, There's hardly any alter you'd have to do. Oh man, we are now an auto, audio and olfactory experience. We're telling you how <laughs> this underwear card smells. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, we have a gamble. That is a tutor into hand for one mana at a sorcery, and then you discard a card at random. I have had such bad luck with, with Gamble. Yeah, but it's also oh. good. It's a great card, but you, it just feels so bad I will when never, luck is bad. I will never forget when you next leveled me, when you gambled with zero cards in hand, and I'm like, what the hell? Is he just being cute? Like, is he just, is he dead? And you gambled for an anger and discarded it? Oh, <laughs> God damn, and then you killed Jesse. Oh. Fucking so good. I'll never forget that. We have a goblin matron. That tutors for a goblin when it ETBs. Three mana, find a goblin. Goblin recruiter. That is, get this. If goblin recruiter's good, three mana, tutor for one goblin. How about two mana, tutor for every goblin in your deck? (laughs) (laughs) Tutors for as many goblins as you want. Put them on top in any order. Yes. Very good card. Especially when one of the goblins that you tutor for is a goblin ringleader. Yes, that is the goblin that you put on top of the pile because when it e- when it ETBs as a 2-2 haster for four, you reveal the top four cards of your library and put all goblins into your hand. Ooh. So when you go recruiter on turn two, ringleader on turn three or four, you, it's essentially a draw four. Yep. Yeah, that's a good card. It's, it's very, very good. We have a Magus of the Wheel. This is a non-goblin and budget acquisition as opposed to regular wheel. Yeah. It's a 3-3 for 3, human wizard, red, one, tap, sacrifice. Each player discards their hand, then draws seven. Pretty cool. Yeah, this is what makes Past in Flames better than Underworld Breach. Because you can discard that Past in Flames if it's the last card in your hand, and then draw seven new cards and still have access to the Past in Flames. Yeah, it's it's solid. Uh, we got an outpost siege. Ooh, you know what? You give this one a read because I don't have it memorized and the text is too small from how far away I am. <laughs> outpost siege is an enchantment for red three. When it comes into play, you choose cons or dragons. If you pick cons at the beginning of your upkeep, you exile the top card of your library until end of turn you could play it. If you pick dragons, whenever a creature you control leaves play, you deal one damage to target thing. So, and it's four mana? Four mana. You could choose either of those in this deck both are good when you have you know 30 goblins and you have them all die you could just choose what is it dragons that deals the damage one yeah you could just choose dragons and then sacrifice all your goblins and deal 30 to something yep pretty good yeah it's not too bad i wish it wasn't target i would like to play that in noran but and have it be all yeah because it was 
when creatures leave play, it does one damage to yeah. every, that'd be yeah. so damn good. And of course you could pick cons and that's chaos draw. I think that's why it's in this category. Chaos draws the exile that you can play it till end of turn. If you don't, it's just gone forever. Yeah. Yeah. But if you draw your mountain, you can still play it. It's it's a good card. I like I like Outpost Siege. Yeah. Uh, we have a Reforge the Soul. That is five mana Wheel of Fortune, which is each player discards their hand and then draws seven, but you could miracle it, which is if it's the first card you draw in a turn, which ignores timing restrictions if you draw it on not your turn, correct? Yes. You can play it for red one. I've definitely been terminist on my turn. That has definitely happened to me before. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've definitely been reforged, and people suggest this to uh, to me in Zada all the time because they're like, don't you just want to refill your hand? And you've got ways to draw cards on not your turn with instant speed targeting of Zada. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, it's five mana. I can't reliably just draw it, and yeah, it's fine. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not consistent enough. We have a rune, rune, horn, hell, kite. Easy Whoa. for me to say. Yeah, that is red and five. Woo! Whoa. For a 5-5 five, five dragon with flying, you go red, five, exile, rune, horn, hell, kite. <laughs> <laughs> From your graveyard, that is. Each player discards his or her hand and draws seven cards. Oh, that's another wheel. It's all wheels all the time in this. Uh... Now, I love this next card. Yes. I love this card. I like the picture on it. I like what it does. I like everything about Sensation Gorger. Give it a read, then. Sensation Gorger is a 2-2 Goblin Shaman for red, red, one. It has Kinship. Now, Kinship is at the beginning of your upkeep. You look at the top card of your library. If it shares a creature type with... The kinship creature, you can show it to everybody, and then something happens. In the case of Sensation Gorger, everybody discards their hand and draws three. A mini wheel if you reveal a goblin. Very good if your hand is empty and everybody else is drawn like mad. Ooh, yeah, because we all draw three. Yep. After we discard down to zero. Yes. So if we have less than three, we're drawing. We are netting cards. Yep. If we have... More than three, which your opponents probably will, whereas you might not, because you're playing mono red, right? And you're playing lots of cards all the time. They're like, oh, I have a reliquary tower. I have 17 cards in my hand. I'm smarter than you. And it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> you, know, you know what? I could, you could make a case in some circumstances. I hate going back to it, but it does just demonstrate the power and versatility of the card past in flames. If we had seven cards in hand and sensation gorger, we might not necessarily care about discarding down to zero and then drawing back up to three yeah. because, you know, we can just cast a good number of cards from our graveyard. Also important to note, it's a may. Oh, yeah? So you don't have to do it. If, you're, if your hand is sweet and you, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Oh, no, I'm doing it. Good call. <laughs> good call. Uh, we got a Skull Clamp. Yeah, that draws cards. It's a good one. Of course, everybody and play it. It's in Goblins. We have a Slate of Ancestry. Oh, get this. You, you know those you know those phrases that perk my ears up? You know, skip your draw step or yep. if you're at one life, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff? Yep. Get this. Four, tap, discard your hand. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in, baby. It, it, could, it could stop there and we'd play it. <laughs> you would play that card. Just, just slate. Yep, slate. S slate of what? Nope, just slate. It's just a slate. Four tap, discard your hand. It's blank, just <laughs> like my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so discard your hand, draw a card for each creature you control. That's cool. Yeah, eight mana. Eight mana before you draw cards. 
Somebody could wrath the board in response to that ability resolving. Yeah. 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 But, you know, you could also draw 10. Yeah. I'm okay with this. High risk, high reward. And the last card in the category, we have a tectonic reformation. You know, I play this in Bryon Stoutarm. Never cast the damn thing. Never had an opportunity to cast it, not one time. I think that it's good, but I'm not sure. This is an enchantment for red one. Yep. Each land in your hand gains cycling for red. Also, it cycles for two. I think it's I think it's good, right? I is it Chandra's regulator that does the same thing, but you have to tap it? Yeah, Chandra's regulator, you can pay one, tap it, discard a mountain or a red card to draw a card. That is the same thing. It's the same thing. But you can only do it once. You can't yeah. chain all of your lands together and continue to cycle them. Yeah. Half of one, six of the other, I don't know. Yeah, Chandra's Regulator is an artifact, which is a little bit easier to kill, I think, than an enchantment like Tectonic Reformation. You know what? It makes your Underworld Breach better if you can just chain land cycles and just dig through a pocket of land. Truth. I think that's good. That's truth. You can cycle one land per turn if you've got multiple lands in your hand hoping to hit a Reforge the Soul. Also a good thing. So there's yeah. definitely ways to kind of take advantage of it. Is this only 34 land in the deck and you need them? Oh, yeah. Good point. Right? So, like, you're not going to hit that many land pockets probably. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying play one or the other. <laughs> or if I mean, you do have a land pocket, you're probably screwed because yeah. <laughs> they're all in one spot. Yeah. There's none others in the deck. <laughs> there are no more anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I Jury's out. You know what maybe get at us on Twitter is Tectonic Reformation good in your red or red X decks because I think that it has a place in the format, but I'm I haven't been able to actually land it yet. Yeah, I've I've never played it, so I have no opinion. I, I think it's good. A, though. I pulled a foil one from a, a Modern Horizons pack. It's you pretty should, cool. You should probably trade it to me. I don't know. Well, I've never <laughs> cast it, so maybe I'll just give it to you. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let us continue along. We'll go to the want to go to the ramp section next. I think so. There's certainly some some clumping that you can manage to put together here for us. Okay, we got a. Let's just should I just read them all and then we'll hit the. I'll read them all. We'll go back. We'll touch on the sure. specifically yeah, good yeah. ones. We have a Caged Sun, a Curse of Opulence, a Darkside Extortionist, a Fire Diamond, a Mana Echo, a Phyrexian Altar, a Ruby Medallion, a Skirk Prospector, a Sol Ring, a Surveyor Scope, a Sword of the Animus, and a Wayfarer's Bobble. All right. So Fire Diamond, Ruby Medallion, Sol Ring, Surveyor Scope, Wayfarer's Bobble, Sword of the Animus. Those are just mana rocks, right? Essentially. Yeah. Okay. So Curse of Opulence gives people mana when they're cursed, gives us a mana whenever somebody gets attacked, right? Yep. So you, that's a that's a mana card. You curse a player, somebody attacks that player, you get a treasure, the person who attacks them gets a treasure. Uh-huh. Or a gold, sorry. Yeah, gold. Gold is better than treasure. Dockside Extortionist, Goblin Superstar. Oh, so good. CEDH Staple. So good. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably a staple, hey? It has to be. It has to be. So good. It, and it, and happens to be a goblin. Ooh. Oh, hello. Yeah, baby. That is a good card. So when it enters the battlefield, you get a treasure token that you can sacrifice for mana for each artifact and enchantment that your opponents control. Both. Yes. You don't pick an opponent. It's all opponents, and people always forget when they're counting that it's also enchantments. Yep. Yep. Which, mm-hmm. of course, there's less than artifacts, but not you're going to- these days. You're going <laughs> to- Yeah, not exactly now. But you're going to get a couple extra out of that, which yes. just makes it all that much more worth it. So good. Yeah. So Mana Echoes. 
That's the next one we want to talk about. And yeah. Jay had told me that there is an infinite combo in here. Mana Echoes, Sensei's Divining Top, and Experimental Frenzy. So it's like a four-card infinite combo, it, which is fine. Whatever, right? yeah, those are fine. Experimental Frenzy lets you play the top card of your library, which is top when you draw and put it on top. When you make a goblin with the mana that you got from Skirk Prospector, goblin enters the battlefield. As long as you have other goblins, Mana Echoes gives you a mana that you can cast the top with. You get it whenever a creature comes into play, if it shares a creature type with a creature you control, you get a colorless mana for each creature of that type in play. That counts for your opponents too. Yes, if, this this is a combo. I have accidentally won so many games with mana echoes. Like you just play mana echoes and a creature and you just oh wait, yeah, oops. The, yeah. This card is oops I win. On a card. All over it, yeah. It's a tribal staple, a combo deck staple. For four mana, you get additional mana just whenever you play a card of your type. But why are more people not playing this if it's so good? Because it's goddamn expensive. Yes. Only printing was Onslaught. I expect to see a reprinting in, like, Commander Legends, maybe. I'm My fingers are crossed for this one. I'm really hoping that we get more because I want more people to be able to play this card. Because it is, yeah, it's super strong. It's a little broken with the new no mana burn rules. But it's really cool, and I want people to be able to have access to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like you can build our giveaway deck for less than buying a Mana Echoes. Oh, yes. How do you like that? Yeah, it's 37 or $8. Duh, we talked about Skirk Prospector a lot, too. That's a 1-1 one, one for 1 sack of Goblin to get a red. Super good. Yeah, so that is just chaining Goblins into more Goblins if you have a full mitt of 7 hands or access to uh, Wheel Effect. And we know what a Phyrexian... He's basically a Phyrexian Altar, but just for Goblins. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Phyrexian Altar, sack a creature, get a man of any color. Yeah. And that's the ramp. <clears throat> yeah. All right, let's talk some Disruption. All right. Okay. We can we can maybe maybe be we can blast through these. Can we quick. can we clump some of these? We probably can't clump them, but we can blast through them fast because we're we can blasphemous act through them fast. Yes, that's the first card. Yes, kills all the things. Thirteen damages all the things for one mana as long as there's like eight creatures on the battlefield. Because one colorless that's for each creature in play. Yes. So yeah, get you there. Blood Moon. Another reason to make that myriad landscape a mountain turns all non basics into mountains. Oh, I love Blood Moon. Chaos Warp. Kills anything we want, gives the thing's controller a free rip off the top of their library. Great card in red for three mana, gets anything we want. Defense Grid. Ooh, during each player's turn, each other player, so your opponents, their spells cost three more. Very cool. Yeah, that's kind of a weird include for the deck. Two mana for that, by the way, not three. It's, it's a good-ass card. I like Defense Grid. Yeah, that's neat. That That's like City of Solitude, but in colorless. Yes. Sort of. We got a Goblin Chirurgeon. Chirurgeon? Sure. That is sacrifice a goblin to regenerate target creature. I have tilted people off the planet with that because it is that is not a red card. No. At all. And it's not even a goblin card because it regenerates target creature, everybody, just so you know. It's so damn good. Yeah. Oh, goblin sharpshooter. Kills all the one ones. <laughs> just kidding. It's a three mana. Tap it to deal one damage. Whenever a creature dies, you untap it. Kills all the one ones. Here's your next level up, the mini level up for the episode. If you leave it untapped until the end of your opponent's turn, you have the opportunity to tap it in response to something dying. Ping something, and then when the, that thing just incidentally dies, it'll untap, and you can get your chip-ins with your Goblin Sharpshooter. So good. Yeah. Goblin Trash Master. 
Other goblins get plus one, plus one, because why not? Of course. For four mana on a three, three, because why not? Yeah. Not a one, one, or two, two. Sack a goblin, destroy target artifact. That's really good. Good card. That is a good, good, good card. card in a goblin deck. Uh, should be Pyroblast. In Red Elemental Blast. Correct. Yeah, it's fine. In the circumstance that it cares, yeah, sure, you if could. You're, if you're going to call your deck a Storm deck, and you're going to run Red Elemental Blast or Pyroblast, you always run Pyroblast because you can target red things to up your storm count. That's right. That's a level up for you, kids. There it is. Destroys a blue thing or targets a blue spell. Yeah, specifically has to target something that is blue. Yes, whereas Pyroblast does not. It says counter it or try to destroy it if it is blue. When you counter your own thing that's red, it just won't counter it, but it'll count for a storm count. So we've talked about that in episode one and episode 100. We sure have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got a treasure nabber. That's a goblin. Whenever an opponent taps an artifact, we get it until the end of our next turn, right? Yes. Okay. I want to know what plane that's on because I want to go there so that goblins have those elephant ears. Oh, yeah. He looks like Cowl or whatever that guy's name is from She-Ra. Yeah. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Good reference. Yeah, I just watched that The Secret of good. the Sword yesterday. Yeah, you did. Oh, that's man, that's my favorite He-Man and She-Ra mashup. That's like She-Ra's origin story. Some good shit. Yeah, I love She-Ra. Solid stuff. I like Catra. Also good. Yeah. All right, we got uh, and Vandal Blast. It destroys all the artifacts. All right, and we have Ib's Toolbox. This is kind of just some stuff. Yeah, like, I, I, I think I understand why a bunch of these are in here. I think more than anything, they are to just make the deck fun. And in some cases, they are just like, oh, yeah, I just win the game now. Correct. Okay. Okay, first one, cut it for a mountain. In Coat of Arms. <laughs> Gives all creatures plus one, plus one for each other creature that shares a type. Eldrazi Monument. Throne of the God Pharaoh. Angel's Trumpet. Mountain. Angel's Trumpet. Generally, this is going to make our creatures bigger. Yes. Yes. Then everybody else's creatures, that is. Yes. Which yeah. will also probably be made bigger. Just incidentally. Mo yeah. Yeah. That's fine, though. All right, we got a Crucible of Worlds. That'll get us our our myriad landscape back. I think this is a fear card. I think that people play this in Ib Half-Heart because they're thinking, oh, I'm going to sack all my lands. I'm going to want to play them back. Ah, fuck that. Don't be a chicken. And you'll open up a slot for yourself. This could be gas. Like, don't just get out of here. Play something better. <laughs> get out of here. Like... I'm going to sack two lands and make two goblins and play one of my mountains back. You know what I want to see? Fall? You know what I like in this deck? And you and I like this card a lot. And it'll give you the extra mana that you need that this card wants to give you but can't always because you don't have, like, access to lots of fetch lands in this deck. Because budget? Treasonous Ogre. Yeah. Baby. Three yeah. life gives you red mana. Hell yeah. We can get 13 mana off of that. We sure can. Go to one. Yeah. All right. Winning the game at one is the same as winning the game at 101. Dark Dweller Oracle. Oh, sacrifice a creature. Pay one, sack a creature. Exile the top card of your library. You can cast it until end of turn. Play it. So if it's land, oh, you can play it. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Dark Dweller Oracle. Underrated. They're super cheap. Pick them up now. And you get your sack outlet for one mana. You get your sack outlet so you can like chain through your whole deck on sacrificing and things care about that, right? He's very good. Uh, we got an Experimental Frenzy. I touched on it. You can look at the top card of your library and cast it. But you can't play cards from your hand. And then, of course, you can pay four to destroy it. So we can, again, just chain through our whole deck 
to dig, 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 as long as we have, you know, past in flames and Brightstone ritual type mana or mana echoes and Skirk Prospector. If you have mana enough, you could use this to just wheel your hand and then wait until you have a good hand, blow up the experimental frenzy, start playing from your hand again, then yes. use all the stuff you've discarded to start playing shit from your graveyard. It Experimental Frenzy is very good. Use all the stuff you've discarded or sacrificed after you found your Underworld Breach to get your Experimental Frenzy back and then chain through your deck again until you have enough mana to sacrifice it and play it from your hand again. It might not be infinite, but it's just as good. Oh, yeah. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't have to doesn't be. doesn't have to be. It is non-deterministic, so this is the kind of thing that does take practice to get proficient at doing or doing quickly. Yes. So there's our next level up. If you are playing an intricate, stormy type combo that has lots of triggers and stuff to manage. Which this deck could be. Cardboard managing, trigger managing, drawing multiple cards at once. Don't just draw them one at a time, like actually draw a clump of them, for example. Yeah. Uh, that is a little mini level up for people that think they want to play combo decks. Yeah, sort your hand later. Just draw your cards. Keep the, keep the game moving. Yes. Uh, next card is Final Fortune. Take an extra turn, but then you lose the game after that turn. For red, red. What, what does that say? Give my team of 25 goblins haste? Yep. And draw a card? Yep. Yes. Yep. Typically, when you play Final Fortune, you'll win the game. Yes. Very rarely do you play that card and not win. Yeah, if you get rifted or if you get, like, terminus or something. Yeah, it's possible, but you, your odds are high. Yeah. Uh, you got an Impact Tremors and a big perf. Whenever goblins enter the battlefield... They deal damage to stuff. We have a super sick Ib Half-Heart card in Nemesis Mask. All creatures able to block equipped creature do so. Mm-hmm. So you put it on a 1-1 goblin token, you swing into the guy that has the big army of dudes, and all of his army of dudes have to block that goblin. That goblin gets sacked to Ib's ability and fours every single creature that blocked it. That could act as a, for one player, board wipe. It sure could. It could also kill them if they have enough dudes and you have a repercussion. Yes. Yes, repercussion is whenever a creature takes damage, repercussion deals that much damage to that player. It also is a lure effect if we have like 25 goblins. Yeah, just get all the blockers out of the way. Just get the all the fucking the blockers out of the way and just kill them, yeah. 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 Uh, we have a divining top. Everybody knows divining top. Yeah, that's the combo with experimental frenzy and mana echoes. And we have shared animosity. So this would be the cut for coat of arms but he's already playing both yeah i was like when i was reading through the list initially i was like why the hell isn't this a goddamn shared animosity and then i got to the bottom of the list i was like gosh oh, yeah that a boy there it <laughs> is all boy. right there's my so man. whenever a creature attacks it gets plus one plus oh for each other attacking creature that shares a type with it turns them into mini pile drivers yes hell yeah so that's the list that's the whole list and nothing but the list so help us dog yes so you know what i like this list we got to talk about a lot of the cards that I like in in the stormy type red cards. And we're going to talk about lots of cards that I like in all of the little red goblin cards. Yeah, I feel like if you and I were to build a goblin deck that was fun, casual, still strong, not degenerate. It, that would, we look could, it would look just like this. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it was the perfect mashup for mine and Brando's play styles because we both get to do the thing that we like. You, you, I even get to play red elemental blast or Ooh. pyroblast. Ooh, yeah. Which is super cool for me. You know what coat of arms should be? I just thought of it. It just hit me. Pashalik Mons. Give him a read. Pashalik Mons is a goblin warrior. Red 2 for a 2-2. Two -two. When it or another goblin dies, it deals 1 damage to something, and you can pay red 3 and sack a goblin to get 2 other goblins. 
So it's good with Ib, where when your guy dies, you for everything. It's good when you have a whole ass load of mana, because you can just kind of exponentially grow your tokens, like double a token every time you sack one. She's just a cool card, and she does some damage, incidentally, and your goblins are going to die. So she acts as like a, a little pinpoint removal spell sometimes. She's just a cool card. And it's not a goddamn coat of arms, because stop playing that! So, real quick, I think that longtime CCO Nationalites and new players would have known the strengths and weaknesses. This is kind of an aggro deck, a go-wide deck, an attacky deck. It's got tricks to deal lots of damage to creatures, players as well, because we have lots of creatures. And we're playing red. And we're playing red. So if you're into that kind of stuff, it's a great deck for you. Flip it over to the weaknesses, though. Jack of all trades, or two trades, really. Master of neither, where you're trying to do the attacky red goblin thing, but you're also kind of split in between with the red storm thing? Fallen halfway in between two strategies, especially in mono red, mono white, or boros, if you're playing any of those combinations. If you're falling down in the middle, you're going to have to invest heavily in one, you're going to have a bunch of dead shit that doesn't do anything in your hand, or your hand's going to be empty. And if you get blown out, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's right. And And unlike Krenko, Ib doesn't rebuild as quick. Yeah, unlike Kranko, who wants to do the, the go-wide goblin attacky aggro thing, Ib doesn't rebuild as quick, and unlike Zada, you don't have the speed and combo kind of degeneracy that that commander affords you and that build path affords you. You are falling somewhere in the middle. And again, I think that that's perfectly fine for this the, the more fun, little bit probably slower casual meta that gives you time to set up either path based on kind of just what you draw from having more turns in a game. Yeah, you can easily see how you could tune this deck to do one thing or the other, or even both better, but I think that the deck falls right where Jay wants it, which is to be able to play in the meta where he has it. Exactly, and that that is another reason that we wanted to feature this deck in the arc of Level Up Yours. If you ever have the opportunity to level up your wallet substantially and start to really hate having a full wallet of money... Yeah, like if that's just your even phobia... Money in my wallet phobia? Yes. Oh, you can definitely upgrade decks. Oh, yeah. Fetch lands and a real Wheel of Fortune are going to be this deck's best friend because you're going to get those lands into your graveyard to exile into Underworld Breach, fetch lands in your graveyard for your Crucible of Worlds, and, of course, the Wheel of Fortune, of course, is like the it is the reason that the that we call those effects wheels because it's just three mana, draw seven. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, pretty pretty base level kind of, this is what you should include. But. Yeah, but, you know, if you want to octopple the budget of the deck, there you go. Yeah, speaking of which, th- what do we say, $380? $380, we're not sure, we're still noobs at the Archidect level. There's also a maybe board that Jay's included in here as well, and it's listed at 70 bucks. so I'm not sure if the deck is 380 or 300 Make of that Three, what you 370 want. or 300 you mean? <laughs> Math. Math. Yes. Yeah. Architect, get at us, I guess, or or if anybody knows, just tag Architect and tag us on Twitter, and we can all learn together. Yes, that's that's fun. Yes. So looking at the spice calculator, Uh-oh. we're running into the Zata effect a little bit, or in this case, the Goblin effect, where when we want to play the red Goblin attacky thing, there's only so many things that do that for us that are good. And when we look at EDH Rector Cam, we've got a bunch, a bunch, a bunch 
of matching cards to the stock list of IB. Yes. To be exact, we've got 12 cards in our list today that are different. Ooh. Yeesh. So when you take into account, there's only 45 lists for Ib on all of EDH Rec in the last two years. He's the 38th most popular mono-red commander, putting him right under Urabrask the Hidden and right above Annex Hardened in the Forge. Yeah, Annex Hardened in the Forge has got a sneaky combo build too, I'm just saying. You could definitely alter him to have some underpants on as well, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. 2.97 average CMC, we said that before. Also hurts you on the spice calculator though. Kind of it does. Yeah. Three tutors, the biggest Ooh, determining yeah. factor as to yep. how consistent the gameplay experience is, and some would argue how unfun or uninteresting based on consistency. Sure. Sure. We're going to stick with that. Yep. Punch it all in, we get a spice rating of 25. Ouch. I'm still going to say that it's a spicy deck because he's doing the goblin thing, like the goblin thing. But it's not Cranko. And in the write-up that Jay sent us this deck in, he explicitly said, it used to be Cranko, but I wanted to do something different. So that is worth spice points right there. Yeah, that's worth anything. I mean, I took my Cranko deck apart too, because it was just, it was Cranko. It's fun for me, and it's cool, but like, it's something else. Yeah. So now I have Torbrand. Which is totally cool, yeah. And it still allows you to do the thing that you want. In Jay's case, the goblin thing. Or the combo thing, if if you ever wanted to build Zada but wanted to change it a little bit, you can still do the the combo thing with Ib. Yeah. Yep. So I think I think it's fine and it's worth saying that it is spicier than the number indicates because you're specifically trying to give yourself and others an interesting experience. Yeah, like you're trying to make the games better than just hey look I'm playing Cranko and, or hey look I'm playing Zada. And I think that is the true level up when we want to still do something powerful. And I have. I've lost to this. I've been caught under a turn two Blood Moon in this specific deck and just couldn't recover. Yeah, I, I was definitely in a situation where he probably would have beat me with it yesterday, but we were cross-staxing him and he just oh. couldn't get out. <laughs> Scumbag. Ooh. Right? So it still is doing powerful things, but at the same time, it is fun and interesting. Agreed. Sort of sounds like a final thought of the day. That sounds exactly like a final thought of the day. I will add to it a little bit by saying thank you to face2facegames.com, they're Canada's biggest magic store. They help us keep the lights on for you. We want to say thank you to all of you for giving us a reason to keep the lights on and inviting us into your ear and other holes every single week. If you want to try building a deck like this, please do let us know how it goes. We love seeing established archetypes turned into something that is uh, more of a toolbox and things that will give you the varied gameplay experience that we talk about here every single week because games that are interesting are interesting and decks that are interesting are things that we like to bring you all the time. Quick reminder before we sign off that we are going to have some Mystery Booster content coming up next week on the YouTube channel, so be sure to keep an eye out for that. And remember to be back here next Tuesday for another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs>